everybody, this is an open discussion with C3 Films. My name is Chris and this is... Cheryl. And today we are going to be talking about the movie RRR. It is in, on Netflix right now. It's a Hindi movie playing on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, we are going into spoiler territory for the movie. Make sure you guys go and check out that movie first and then come back, come back to our video and see what we have to say about it. And trust us, we have a lot to say. So... Without further ado, though, let's go ahead and jump right into this. When we were doing our recording on Twitch, which, by the way, if you guys want to check us out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash c3films, it'd be great to see you over there. I was telling you that when we first turned, the, when I first turned the movie on, there's this huge disclaimer about, like, just I, about basically trying to say that everything that you're about to see is the usual one where it's just like, if it looks like a person or if it represents, if it seems like it's supposed to be a person, it's just purely fictional. But then they also talk about how they don't want, you know, they're not trying to um, upset anybody and how it's not like accurate or culturally accurate or something like that. And then they also talk about, and this is strange for me because it's coming all at the beginning of the movie. It talks about how like no animals were harmed, but rather than just say no animals, it like lists a bunch of different animals that weren't harmed while making this movie. I remember reading the list of animals and I was like, yo, what is about what to happen? Is this? <laughs> I I had so many questions. I was legit like, <laughs> okay, cause Caboose recommended this to us. He he actually personally messaged the two of us and asked us to please do it. So we were like, okay. Mm -hmm. Because he means a lot to us. <laughs> so we watched the movie. And I was like, okay, first of all, there was that like wild disclaimer. So I was like, what am I getting myself into? And then, and then it was like three minutes of opening titles. And I was like, what is happening? Why, are, why is it oh, three I was so minutes? confused. <laughs> so I was like, why huh? I think after a minute and a half, I was like, I'm just gonna fast forward this and look for when the movie starts. And it was, I, I kid you not, if you guys haven't seen it yet, just fast forward it to like three and a half minutes. Cause that's when no, the but, movie starts. But I understand why, like, I didn't get it until I saw the end of the movie. Because guess what? You know why the credits are that long at the beginning of the movie? Because there ain't any credits at the end of that movie, baby. Because they ain't trying to have you, you know, credits. They want you to have a fun time by the end of that movie. But we will get to the end later. Let's, let's keep talking about this at the beginning of this movie. Right. So, I mean, it looks so good. Like, their effects are, like... They nailed it. Like it looks good. They're, the animals that aren't real look really good. Um, I mean, you can tell that they're CGI because, you know, it would be way too hard to get any live animal to do any of any of the stuff that they did. Um, yeah. But like they're just uh, like it's so like hard. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but you know, there, there's these like water and fire effects that they that they do and they're to, to really highlight our two main characters um mm -hmm. and just like like what is represented by fire and what is represented by water and they put some really cool stuff in there with the fire and water um the only thing about like the technology part of this because i uh, from what i understand this is a very high budgeted indian film um, mm -hmm. And the two actors are, like, the highest-paid Indian actors. 
um, oh, in, okay. in India, or like not the highest highest, but they're like one of the highest or two of the highest paid actors in India, and they're like very very popular. Um, okay. But the audio, the the voiceovers for the audio, they are too clean. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the only thing that really bothered me in terms of like technology in the film um mm -hmm. because like it was just too clean like it didn't sound like they were there at all it it literally sounded well, like they were in a box an ADR box um, well, and that's and because a, a lot of the movie is done in ADR you can so that's like the only critic that's like literally the only criticism i have of the movie is that like there are times where i was like I feel like the dubbing is off or like, you know, the audio dub and the lip sync is like, off too. The lip sync. That's what, that's what it is. But like, that's like literally like technically that's like probably the weakest part of the movie. Um, cause outside of that, man, well, okay. Well, let's talk, let's talk some more. I want to tell you, I want to talk about like, I still want to talk about my opening moments with this movie. Cause the opening moments of this movie for me was just, I, I will say once again, I didn't watch a trailer. I had no idea what was going to happen in this movie. I had no idea what it was about. I had no idea. I, I like when the fact that you know Urza and Caboose both recommended it. I felt like it was going to be fun, so I was expecting something that was going to be ridiculously fun, especially because Caboose had recently shown me some Filipino dramas where the action was just utterly ridiculous. So I was like, it's probably going to be something like that. So when the movie starts, and it's some real. It's some real mess going down. I'm talking like we are hardcore racism and we're we're like hitting women in the head with like wooden wooden sticks and things about to blow people's brains out. We got this British guy talking about the worth of a bullet and not like using it on like trash and things. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa, this is way more serious than I was prepared for. I I, I wasn't emotionally prepared for that and like you start seeing like these really hardcore like discrimination racist moments and like beating people up in the streets treating them like dogs and i'm sitting i'm sitting here just like yo i don't know if i'm in the right frame of mind to watch this movie right now because this 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 stuff is tough this stuff is tough right now um but i mean the second half of the movie ooh, it, it pays off but like in the beginning yeah i was sitting there just like i i don't know i don't know if i can i don't know if i'm ready i don't know if i can handle this and then the so we see the little girl get taken right and then the next scene we see it might not be the immediate next scene but one of the next scenes we see is the is rom and it's when there's this huge protest and they like one of the guys says get me that guy I want him under arrest. And this man, this man, yo, this man, Rom, he literally clears a group, a huge group of protesters by himself. And like the entire time I'm thinking, yo, this man is committed. Like, why is this man so committed? Why is this man so much of a terminator right now? And then it leads to the scene where he doesn't get the promotion. And then I was thinking, oh, okay, well, that's, you know, that's the discrimination aspect of it. But it all ties together. And that's why I, I like the first half of this movie, like, I really like how it's structured because the scenes lead, they, they all exist for a reason. That scene exists to show you 
that he's a he's not only a badass, but he's still overlooked. And so when you come later, when you find out that there's a guy that's coming to get this little girl, you understand immediately why he wants to be the one that hunts this guy down, even though he's one of his own. But you don't really know why he wants this role so much. They save that for like the last half of the movie. But I like the way that the beginning of the movie kind of flows into each other when it could just seem like these things are just not connected at all. Um, yeah, so real quick, Urza just explained that um, that the Hindi is actually dubbed over, uh, I think it's Telugu, which is a different oh, uh, language. That makes, that makes so much more sense now. So it, now it doesn't bother me because I was like, how come they didn't just fix this if they had such a high budget? But anyways, what you were saying, um, they really do hit you on the head with the racism and um, like just understanding the history of India uh, then being previously controlled like a colony of the um, British Empire. You can understand mm -hmm. why they would, um, you know, put the Caucasians, so to say, uh, in a role where they are really demonized. Um, it comes mm -hmm. from something. So it comes from actual history. And now it's yeah. it's a, a big role in this movie. Um, but I kind of like it because it's, it's, it's like what we see here in America. Mm -hmm. But it's like the tables are turned. We're getting a completely different point of view that we never get to see. Um, and, and we're getting to watch something from, like, not just from someone else's perspective, but, I mean, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, um, it's just so rare to have an opportunity to see something so well made, something, mm -hmm. um, like, big budget that is not from the U.S. with, you know, um like like white power kind of just rubbed in our faces you know what i mean and it's not like i know that uh, like a majority of american movies are not trying to show white people as a superior race it's just kind of by default because of the lack of diversity so here we have a movie that's you know in india and they are now casting people. They have to get people who are not from India to be casted in their movie to play the villains. And it's kind of like, it's just the complete opposite of what American films are. Um, but it's like, it's so good. And it's like, it's in its own style too. Because uh, like I've seen Indian movies before. Um, and at the beginning I was like, oh, this is not like an Indian movie until... The first song hit, and I was like, "There it is, there it is." <laughs> Bro, that's but yo, that song though, that song the music though. is awesome. <laughs> yo, so you brought up, you brought the music. I gotta bring this up. My man Rom had a theme song that played that was basically the same theme song that they gave General Zod in Man of Steel. Like, it is almost beat for beat the same tones. It's like deep tones, 
it's scary, and you're just like, yo, someone's about to catch it. Oh my god, I love Rom's theme in this movie. Every time it played, I was just like, yo, who about to die? <laughs> like, like, like I'm, I'm with it. Let's go. But the music is on fire. That, like, the ending, the ending, like, once again, I keep wanting to go back to the ending, but, like, that dance scene, that dance sequence, which is, like, you know, it's supposed to be taking place in reality, but at the same time, it's coming a little bit outside of reality so that you can, like, just kind of have fun with it. They can be in multiple places and just do something that's like interesting and unique. And I'll tell you right now, I saw that. I wanted to get up and dance. I'm just yeah. like, yo, where's the nearest party? I'll jump on the dance floor with you guys. Let's go until we literally are falling on the ground because we cannot dance anymore. Let's freaking go. And, sorry, that was so hype. That was so hype. I was so ready. Was so I mean, good. Yeah, because I'm so, I have seen like, uh, you know, just living with, two Indian ladies, it mm-hmm. has really, like, exposed me a lot to their culture. Um, and they and they live in different parts. One lives, uh, or one is from the north and one is from the south. So I'm getting two perspectives. Um, yeah. But I've seen a lot of music videos from India, and they are really bomb. Like, the dancing and the music, it's just, it's really hype. Um, and that's exactly what you get in this movie as well. So, um... But yeah, I mean, have you ever seen Ella Enchanted? You know, I have the, not. Okay, well, spoiler. At the end, they all do, like, a dance number where they sing, and they sing um, the, that, like, really old classic duet, uh, Don't Go Breaking My Heart. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really cheesy and everything. Nothing like that. It's like that, but nothing like that. And um, it's like a, it's an after the movie thing. So it doesn't really take place in the movie. Be- and, and you really know that because you see, uh, Rom's dad, um, in that number as well. So it's, it's kind of like the end credits without the actual words. You just kind of see everyone like hanging out and dancing in a really cool, um, decorated thing, but it's just bomb. Like <laughs> the dancing is so fun. It really does make you want to get up and, like, because no one dances like that here, and it's not very fun. Like, the way we dance here is just, it's very different. I (laughs) say that no one dances similarly. I mean, I grew up around a lot of people that dance. I grew up dancing, so I'm used to being around dancing and having it be fun, but that is a different level, I will say that. That is a whole nother level of, like, dancing fun that I just, I want to just be a part of. Because that is, that looks crazy. That looks crazy good. But going back to story, um, it it was a lot for me. I think they had a lot of really cool moments, and they really showcased the um, the the characters very well. I had like some problems though. Like there were some moments that were like a little laughable um but like not in the way where it was pulling me out of the movie or making me not enjoy the movie um Mm -hmm. and one of those was the montage of the two guys like well first of all when they rescue the kid it's like so dramatic it's like um there were times where 
Oh, I, I feel like I'm jumping over all over the place, but there are just times in, in this movie where I feel like I'm not sure what genre this movie is because there's like it's a all the genre. Exactly. It's, it's like a little bit genre. of everything. Every five minutes, it's a new genre. And it took me a while to like be at peace with it because at the very beginning, it's like super serious and dramatic because like the mom gets whacked in the head with a club and they're like a oh, bullet is uh don't waste a bullet on you know an indian person um mm-hmm. and all that stuff it, which comes back later in the movie but then you have this like then then you have that like crazy action scene with rom taking out all those guys and like there's no explanation because you're literally just seeing him be like yeah, they're like, arrest that bastard and bring him to me. And then, like, something in him, like, resonates and he, like, it just turns into a whole other movie. And he, he just, like, it's just this big, crazy, unbelievably, physically impossible Captain America business. You didn't um, know, super, you didn't know that, that, that Beam and Rom are, like, actually just superheroes in this movie? <laughs> Yeah, I know, seriously. Um, but I didn't understand that because, again, we both went into it without watching any trailers or having any prior knowledge of what this was going to be like at all. So I was just like, what is happening? It was really cool. It was pretty badass, and I really enjoyed it. But I was just kind of thrown off there. Um, but going back to the montage after they saved the kid, like, first of all, they just did some like crazy hand signals and they like, you know, figured it out. And then they like did this crazy coordinated thing. And then they had like, and the themes here are so like really drilled into you because Beam always has a motorcycle and I don't care when and when or where you are in the movie, Rom will get a horse. <laughs> Rom will get a horse. He always has a horse. horse. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of yeah, like man. a video game where you just have a whistle and then the horse just magically appears for you. Hey, yo. Um. That's, that's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring up, since you brought that scene, I just got to, I want to jump on that scene real quick. Because I laughed my, I laughed my butt off when I saw that scene. Because, like, up until that point, like, even though, though the thing with, like, Rom was kind of ridiculous where, where he was fighting all the people in the protest, I still was like, I've seen, like, Tony Jaa and other martial artists and movies do some pretty like incredible things that still felt like that could happen is just like because he was also taking hits it wasn't like he took no damage but like up until the point so for me everything was still felt kind of grounded and the moment i saw that i was like oh it's one of those movies are we in there let's go like because they, <laughs> they do that coordinated thing they come and they grab each other they he tosses in the he tosses him the flag and he tosses him a kid by the way kids get tossed in this movie by like, like if you if you are worried for kids kids get tossed in this movie like it's a CGI. lot so, <laughs> <laughs> seriously but yeah and so like and then when they grab each other and they're they're holding hands and everything and they're just like yeah we got this and then just so you guys know, that is the 40-minute mark. It is the 40-minute mark of the movie, and then the title of the movie comes up. RRR, Roar, or like Rise, Roar, Revolt. And I was like, oh, this movie said we're going to drop our title 40 minutes into the movie because we don't give an F. Let's go. All right. So after that, I just threw my hands up. I said, let's just see where this goes from here because I just saw the title of the movie 40 minutes in. I've never seen, a, I've never seen something like that before. So at this point... 
I'm just yeah. I'm just along for the ride now. Let's go. Let's see this. Shit. I mean, structurally, it was unfamiliar, um, and <laughs> it's you know it's it's. I think that's also kind of why I cut cut slack here because it's because mm-hmm. of that. It's a film made from a different culture. It's a different right. audience. It's not for me. Um, the CBS was that was for me. Um, <laughs> But this, like, this wasn't made for me, um, and that really just kind of, like, drilled into me, especially when I, um, saw the first, uh, number where they sing and dance, um, in that Mm -hmm. one scene at the party, then I was like, oh, you know what, it's, it's an Indian movie, and I know that, you know, stuff like this is, is a, is a thing they like to do, it's a thing they like to have in their movie, so... I kind of dropped the question of what genre is this um, because it's kind of outside the realm of my knowledge of what um, a film is supposed to be structured as. So I, I did feel a little bit lost in the storyline and then I like I had to pause it. I thought the movie was going to end at like um, two hours something and there was like 40 minutes left and it was like, wait, the movie's not over? Cause I thought like Rom was dead or something. I couldn't. I can't remember. Um, yeah, yeah. Cause I thought he died, but then they were like, after that, they go and rescue him. So uh, it's like, oh, he's alive. Okay, now I get why there's forty minutes left of this. Um, but yeah. it it did feel a little bit like that. Um, but what, so I keep forgetting going back to that montage. Um, I was saying that there were kind of moments that were a little laughable to me, and that was one of them. Um, was just this this whole bromance thing going on between Rom and Beam. I mean, essentially, they were just trying to show that they were becoming BFFs. Yeah, um, over but, and say, and they're trying to show that a lot of time had passed, right? I think so because they didn't yeah. really give any landmarks to show how much time passed. We just know that time passed. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of a like a question for me. And also it felt weird because I was like, dude, beep, you need to find Malia. <laughs> like you need to save girls. So why are you just hanging out running around in the field with this guy you just met <laughs> like i'm sure after saving a child that epically with a stranger i 100 percent would want to be his friend but you want a mission shepherd so go do it um but i did he think it was time he needed time <laughs> he got he gotta figure out how, he gotta figure out how he can talk to the white lady so that she can get him in so that he can look for the girl right uh don't even he get me how to talk to the white lady <laughs> I had big problems with that scene. Um, it bothered me a lot. I had to pause it and which, just be yeah, like, um, with the with the white lady when he goes to the, when he when her car breaks down and then she goes oh, with to the, the nails and stuff. Yeah, um, but what was I trying to say? Um, I can't remember. You just anymore. you wanted to hurry up and like <laughs> go to rescue the girl. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, well, I mean, there's a part from that montage where, like, they're carrying each other on the shoulders, and mm-hmm. the thing that I appreciated about that was that, that it came back, so it was mm-hmm. like, oh, that was in the montage, <laughs> they practiced, mm-hmm. um, you don't, yeah. you, wait, you can't use your legs? No, no, no problem, fam, 
I'll be your legs. <laughs> you be my arms. <laughs> right. Because they did it before. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, that scene with, with the with the white lady when they go to the market, it just I was like, Okay, so first of all, she's not looking where she's going when she's driving and then no, wrong puts the nails down and then no one cares that there's a bunch of nails on the ground that Rom stole from some shop and then they're like okay so that whole thing was like cute and everything whatever but if my car breaks down I'm not gonna be like oh can you take me to the market I want to go shopping no I could be like I need to get my car fixed and I need to get home so I can like bring my stuff home and have like get another car or whatever because like she's um, like a wealthy governor's niece or something like that but no I'm gonna go to the market with the guy not the guy that speaks English the guy that doesn't speak English and the entire time I'm going to keep talking to him as if he understands me and yet somehow he kind of does sometimes and she understands him kind of sometimes and this happens throughout the movie somehow (laughs) they keep wanting to hang out even though they can't speak to each other so I'm just like this is really bothering me (laughs) so it's funny because I saw something like this in another movie um, where it was in Red Tails. And the idea was that they were trying to show two people kind of falling in love without actually being able to communicate. Um, and I think and I think that and I felt like that's what this movie was trying to go go for as well. Um, it is a little bit fantastical about like her and him being able to interact at all, like even to the point where they're like she shows him to the house and they're like hanging out and having tea and stuff, but it's like, you guys don't actually have anything that you can talk about. Talk about, you, yeah. What are you going to do now? I, I actually thought that um, Ron was going to be teaching Beam some English. That's not a, that's what I thought was going to happen, so that, that the two of them could try to communicate with each other. But, you know, it doesn't actually go down that way. But, you know, I don't know. I, didn't, I, I don't know. It didn't bother me that much, but I can definitely see why it's one of those things where it's just like, that's a little strange. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just a moment, I guess. Like, the whole that whole interaction between the two of them, just throughout the movie, anytime they, they had any kind of interaction, I was like, okay. I see why they're putting it in here, but also, okay. <laughs> and he's yeah. also, like, when he's at the, at the market with her, he's like, be right back. I'm going to go make a bangle. <laughs> In like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) He's really good. He made that thing in like two minutes. I know. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so like I said, there were some moments in the movie that were a little laughable. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. No, like, um, and then like, I guess going more into the movie. So like, because the whole structure of the movie is this idea that these two people are opposites and they're at odds with each other but they become friends and like the movie even does a good job or does um it it shows that she he because he rom has a run-in with one of the guys that is supposed to be there to rescue um millie is that her name um malia i think malia so yeah 
So he runs. He has a run with that guy, and then he's looking for that guy for a good portion of the middle of the movie. But the whole thing about it is that um, Beam never sees the picture. And at some point in the movie, they're like, oh, well, why didn't you just ask me? He's like, why didn't I ask you? Um, and then, then it's because that if Beam sees the picture, then Beam is going to know that this is his friend, and then he's going to know that Rom is not who he says he is. And so that's why the movie, the way the story works out, Beam never actually gets to look at that picture uh, because then because they want that to continue a little bit more. And so the kind of Romeo-Juliet kind of like, but in, from a friendship point of view, dynamic that they have going on of like, I'm from this, I'm on the other side of this thing. And, you know, we were friends, but at the end of the day, or maybe like even like Fox and a Hound, like we won't be able to be friends by the end because of the fact that we're diametrically opposed. And originally you don't actually know why Rom is so adamant about getting this, getting this role. Cause like, I remember when you get to the part of the movie where Rom gets poisoned and thinks he's going to die and then Beam like confesses everything and Rom also figures it out because he sees the the ceremonial like um, string or whatever, I forget what it was called, that's wrapped around him. Um, I remember thinking to myself, okay, like Rom, he's your friend and you know now who he really is. Like, are you going to really go in on him? And he does. He, like, goes in on him hard after one of the, like, that seems ridiculous. They pull in a truck, they turn the truck, and then they, it jumps out with a whole bunch of animals. I was like, okay, yo, <laughs> all right, let's, we, we here, we here. <laughs> but, but Rom goes in on him, and, like, they have, like, a full-on fight, and Rom wins. Um, and they, they both get good licks in. But I remember being to myself, I was like, why is Rom so adamant about just getting a role? Because he doesn't seem like the type of person that is trying to be like a traitor to his people. And then that's why, and the movie hides that up until that point. And then you find out that Rom's whole like goal is to get guns for his country, his countrymen. And he wants to like be able to like get them around the country so that they can fight back. And when you realize that that's his goal, I'm like, I'm not going to lie. I had this moment of, yo, that girl can wait. <laughs> I mean, like, what? She's, she's drawing Hannah in, you know, she's drawing Hannah in a, in a mansion. And I know she, I know she misses, misses home, but I mean, we got a, we got a country to save. So I'm sorry, Beam. I'm kind of, I, I kind of feel, I'm feeling wrong right now. So... I mean, and then, but wow. then, of course, then Beam, I know, right? I'm like, yo, she can wait. <laughs> but then, of course, Beam then, like, gets um, scheduled to be killed, right? And so that's the time limit that they put on it. They're like, Beam is going to be killed before these guns can get to the people that we want, we want them to get to. So we need to save Beam first. And that means, uh, or we, or Beam dies and we get the guns, but... Ron makes the choice to sacrifice his goal to save his friend, which does make sense at, at that point. But I do like, I did like the fact that Beam's goal was so small in comparison to what Ron was trying to do. Yeah, and I think I remember there being a scene where he was like, why didn't you tell me that you had, like, you know, such a, such a, like, a, what do you call it, um, important mission um, mission to do yeah. so that 
you know, I'm like your brother. We, I would have helped you accomplish this. So, yeah. um, just goes to show if you just tell the truth, you'll have a shorter movie. I mean, <laughs> like, isn't that like the whole thing with all these movies? Like, they all like go off the fact that people just aren't talking to each other. They're yeah. just not trusting each other. Mm-hmm. Every Otherwise, conflict... it would solve most of the problems. And you, yeah, right? like you said, you'd have a much shorter movie. <laughs> I mean, just in general, in life, miscommunication is probably the main source of conflict. <laughs> but anyway, um, aside from that stuff, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, just overall, I I really like the movie. I think it, it was... It was a little long for my taste. I don't know if I would want to watch it again, but there were a lot of really cool elements. Um, And the action, the fighting scenes were, like, they were really crazy. Um, Not realistic, but it's very, like, superhero-esque. But they're just these two, like superhuman guys who are like really strong and you know there's a lot of fighting but they also have a lot of um like mellow moments uh character development moments so um it's like a really good balance i think there's just a lot of stuff that goes on in the movie it felt almost like a series because um, there's these like they would finish one task and then they would have another task that they would need to do like another problem to solve and then another problem to solve so it kind of mm. felt a little bit like a series that was just all kind of smashed up into one really long movie which is fine um, for you know the way that they structured it I guess it's just I think the fact that I didn't know what to expect was what threw me off the most because when I look back on it it really mm-hmm. reminds me a lot of like the Chinese movies, historical movies mm-hmm. and, and shows that my mom likes to watch where they're like fighting while flying in the air and stuff like that and they have like some weird magical fire controlling powers and stuff like that yeah. and it's exactly like this. Um, it's Except for the singing and dancing. Um, it just reminds me a lot of this. And I'm actually going to tell my mom she should check it out because I think she would really enjoy um, just the whole idea of it. Like having uh, two guys who are like nearly equal in strength, but they have two opposite objectives that conflict, but they're best friends. Yeah. That's the kind of stuff that like we never get anything like that here in American movies. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I'm sure there is somewhere, but it's not done anywhere near this cool. But that's like yeah. totally something I could see my mom. I, I'm sure my mom told me about some um, some some other show uh, before. I think it it's the one. Remember we watched that um, Chinese anime. Yeah, the bi- some, the diabolism. Yeah, similar plot line because they're two best friends that right. have that go on different paths but they're best friends and so they become each other's conflict so it's kind of similar to that so i could definitely see um a cultural thing maybe it's like an eastern thing where they kind of like to have this kind of conflict between friends yeah i and i like it i like i like the fact that they were like brothers i love the fact that they were close friends and i love the fact that they actively got to fight each other before they got to fight alongside each other. 
because what it did for me was that by the time we got to the end of the movie, I remember thinking to myself, now they're on the same page. This movie's about to go ham. I like I I looked at the time on the movie and I said, okay, we're rescuing Rom. The last thirty the last thirty minutes of this movie are about to be lit because these two are on the same side. And like seeing them fight each other was cool enough because like you said, they're nearly equal in strength with I think Rom edges out beam just a little bit. But then by the end of the movie, you're just like, yo, these two these two men can't be stopped. And like the at the, the end of the movie just turns into Rambo. Like they are just blowing up everything. People are dying left and right. It is two men versus an army and they single-handedly take down like the British Empire in that region of India. It's nuts. It's crazy. And like I love the fact that they brought back that line at the end. Like they brought back two things. Um Ram's teacher or Ram's father um teaching him that, you know, this bullet, like what he learned from, you know, the British people and how this bullet will only get fired from the gun when it enters into the heart of a British man or whatever. And so they bring that back. And they also bring back the fact that the British person was talking about what that bullet had to go through to get to that point in time. And I thought that that was just a really cool, like, come together. So, yeah, I enjoyed I enjoyed like the ending of that film. And also the fact that the movie does show that everybody basically does get a happy ending, even though I could have swore I thought the mother died at the beginning because she looked like she was dead. But you see that she's alive and well at the end of the movie. So I guess, you know, so that's still at least nice for that little girl so she can have a happy ending. Well, you know, their um, their medical practices have some incredible healing properties so <laughs> oh yeah it can make it so that when your knees are messed up and dislocated you just need to rub a little bit on there wrap them up and then two minutes later you're fighting arrows left and right and running around like it's nobody's business yep <laughs> uh but we are running up on time here uh we could talk more um if we want to on our twitch channel so if you guys want to check us out on our twitch channel twitch.tv films again it'd be great to see you over there we talk about um more over there and when we have time and other things as well so you know check us out over there but that's what we thought about rrr what did you guys think about it did you think the runtime was too long did you did you enjoy it? Did you think that it was utterly bonkers and was that okay with you? What have you thought about it? Comment below. Let us know. And while you're down there, if you give us a like, share, subscribe. Even if you don't, though, I have been Chris, and this has been Cheryl, and we'll see you all next time.